Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that is wishing Diora a happy move-in day. That's why Nick is with yes. Diora. Coach is in for Nick. A little better living. Broussard is still here. It's first things right. first. Today, I got handsome. More are handsome the undefeated more. Eagles actually in a little bit of trouble? We discuss. Meanwhile. Things are getting personal in Boulder. Sunglass Gate, the latest trash talk in Colorado. And finally, oh, Hobbs, you know it, Dak is back. Will the Cowboys be on upset alert? In for Nick Wright is Coach Mangini. I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew, any surprises on my upset alert that you've been coincidentally good at? Yeah, I, I, I think my picture's going to be on the uh, Upset Alert no. promo. Well, first of all, I put a groundhog on there, so it's kind of be careful what you wish for. But I so can't be, be on there? No. <laughs> we I'm start good, with... I'm good at Upset Alert. You are pretty good. Uh, Philly at the top of the NFC East. Super Bowl runner-ups capitalized on four Vikings turnovers to win 34-28. The vaunted defense that Dusty will tell you about while you're trying to eat Chipotle in peace did give up four touchdowns <laughs> to Kirk Cousins. Brew... You've got this team headed back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Any reason to worry about the undefeated Eagles? No, not at all. Not at all. What, not even think, a little Coach, bit. think about what he just said. Any reason to worry about the undefeated Eagles? Now, who are they undefeated against? A defensive stalwart, a team that's usually very good defensively. Your Patriots. We were good. We were good defense. We would have okay. won the game. And they beat them. But the, and oh. a Viking, a 13-win playoff team from last year, Coach, that some think are going back, going to the Super Bowl. You still, by the way, you still riding with them? Uh, well, that's later on in the second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, 2-0, and I, I'll admit, they haven't looked great. That's for darn sure. But, Coach, I think this is a blessing in disguise because the coach has the, the tape to show the players, look, we have to get better at this, 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 and this, and yet you're still 2-0. I'd rather learn from wins than learn from losses. Now, there's some concerns. I think their passing game is really – it doesn't look good at all right now. And, and I thought early in the game, the fact that they had those early possessions where they have the bomb to Devontae Smith, which was great, but they get to the 10-yard line and can't push it in. They settle for a field goal. Then they get the fumble on the uh, – uh, they get two fumbles from the Chief, from the Vikings and can't capitalize. So even though Minnesota turned it over twice, they have good field position in the first quarter. They only get three points. So Jalen Hurts last year, only four games did he fail to throw for 200 yards or more. 
This year, he has yet to throw for 200 yards. And with, with A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, like, I think they should have a good pass game. Obviously, the running game was great yesterday, and I think that will continue. But they got to fix that pass game. That's one of the main things that's concerning me, Cole. Yeah, I, I had a lot of concerns going into the season about the Eagles, and, and for, for a lot of reasons, but, and, and especially coming out of the New England game. So they get the two turnovers early. They go up 16 nothing, and then they're outscored 20 to nine. They give up a ton of passing yards to Mac Jones, who, you know, he's he's made strides, but you weren't going into he's that game. He's not a good quarterback. Well, he's a pro well, well, you just you you weren't expecting that type of performance from Mac Jones out of the gate, first game of the season. So now there, there was some concern there, and then last night. I really liked what they did, and, and I feel better about the Eagles after these two games than I did going into the season because they're finding really? different, play, different ways to win. Okay. So you've got two new coordinators, so that's, that's an issue. You're coming off the Super Bowl hangover. That's always a problem. Jalen Hurts gets a new contract. Typically, you have to overcome that you know, in, in that position. And now they come out and they find different ways to win. They incorporate DeAndre Swift in a really meaningful way this Great game. Yesterday. And they do that better than anybody else where they bring in guys from other teams and then find ways to help them be successful. So the, the coordinators are learning about the team. The team's learning about the coordinators. They're finding different ways to win. They lead the team in or the league in turnovers. That's another great stat to have. You don't think that's a great stat to have? I think it's a good stat to have. Some of these turnovers seem a little lucky. Yeah, well, Zeke hadn't fumbled in two years or something. And and look, they 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 may be lucky, and sometimes turnovers come in bunches. Mm -hmm. But if it's if that's the year and and that's the way this thing goes, it's going to be great for you. Want some fodder? Sure, I'll take five. Because I'm I'm objective up here. I still feel you good are about the model I feel of good objectivity. Ab- thank you. I feel good about my Super Bowl pick. And even after what Coach said, he feels better about him. That makes me feel even better. But defensively, too, they they haven't been what they were last year. And Dusty's got a graphic oh, for Dusty. me. You look at the pass, this is particularly pass defense. Obviously, they're giving up more points per game this year. But the passing yard, that's yards per game. Yeah. Passing yards. They only gave up like 179 last year a game. Now they're giving up 326 per game this year. I know it's early, but still, past TDs, obviously much more. And they're not getting to the quarterback. They're pressuring the quarterback like they did last year, but they're not completing it with sacks. But the yard, you got to put a little bit of an asterisk there because they're playing the Vikings, and the Vikings, I don't think, they don't incorporate the run in right. their attack but the at Patriots, all. Yeah, the, the Patriots. Mac Jones. That, that was, that was throw for three a bigger concern. But Minnesota, you got you got to put the asterisk by. Okay, uh, check in on Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. They had a quick conversation on the sideline. Nick Sirianni eventually comes over and says, "Hey guys, what are you talking to?" Uh, at the time, AJ Brown only had a handful of catches. He finished the game's four catches, twenty-nine yards. After the game, here's Sirianni, Devontae Smith and Jalen Hurts. Take a listen. Everybody wants to make plays and everybody wants to contribute. Um, I have no worry about him. You know, and he's, he's, a, he's a great player, great teammate, great friend. That's part of being a competitor, man. You always want to be a, you know, feel like you're part of the team, helping the team and things like that, man. You know, anytime something like that going on, it's not nothing, you know, bad. He's not bashing nobody, man. He just, you know, wants to feel a part of the team, wants to, you know, help us. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see. Uh, I didn't see what was going on with that. We're just trying to manage the game. You were part of well, the TV show that you kind of interjected there. Okay. 
Uh, what, what did you have to say to AJ and Jalen? I guess Guys, the, the conversations we have on the field are going to be private, and the conversations we have in in, per, in, uh, in our locker room are going to be private. Uh, y'all don't need to know what was going on right there. Okay. <laughs> Why are you just lying? You got caught lying. He just caught forgot. red-handed. <laughs> caught, look, this. This doesn't – I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's nothing yeah. between A.J. and Jalen because they're great friends. You know, Jalen was recruiting him to sure. Alabama. Even their teammates kind of refer to him as old, an old married couple because they're always bickering at each other. So, I think those two are fine. What bothers me is Sirianni. Like, just straight up lying. <laughs> like, what, Coach, I don't get – hey, like look, he could have said the same thing he ended up saying once he was caught red-handed. Like, hey, what, what goes on between us, we keep between us. Or even just said, those guys are great friends. You know, whatever. But to be caught lying – and I think it's not only embarrassing, it looks bad. And the media so, may not trust him now if they trusted him before. But, Coach, to me, it sends the wrong message to your locker room. And I'm not saying they're, they don't like Sirianni or anything, but it, I think as the leader of the team, you've got to be, like, consistent, unapologetic. You've got to present a strong front. You know, like the players, even if you're, they know you're up there lying, maybe like Belichick sometimes, just, but you're consistent and you're strong. And this was just blatantly weak. <laughs> and I, I just that's think so that's silly. not a good oh, message to send to the locker room. I, I've been around some, some – disagreements on the sideline that I wasn't part of and got asked about it later. And then at that point, you can say you don't know. It's just it is tough when you break up the disagreement <laughs> to then feign ignorance like. on it. And the players, I don't necessarily think they'll view it as being weak. He was looking out for him, just trying to just get rid of it. You know, so I don't think that's an issue. In terms of the actual disagreement, this this to me is, is, is not significant. It's one of those things where when guys play on Monday night or Thursday night, they want to show out. They want to have a big game. And when the game becomes just intensely running the football and you're, you're a marquee receiver, that can get a little bit frustrating. But when you win the game, that all goes away really quickly. And I'd say the thing with A.J. Brown is he probably has a little bit of a challenging personality. That's probably why he's not in Tennessee anymore. But at the, at the, the end of the day, I think it's more of a Monday night, Thursday night Want to be, you know, in in the front of mind for for people as opposed to a significant issue. Um, when we had Brandon on the show, Brandon would talk about when he was playing, he was acutely aware that the cameras were on him, so he was aware that anything he do, do did was going to be captured. And then remember when. Um, uh, Stefan was telling Josh, like, hey, be smart with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, good teamwork. Michael Irvin on Undisputed had the opposite take. He said if he did that to Troy, Troy would chew him out in the locker room because you're kind of showing up your quarterback. If you go like this, it means you're actually not using your head right. instead of being encouraging. So my question is, if you're a frustrated wide receiver with your targets or, or the game plan or whatever, and you know the cameras are on you, what are you supposed to do without it having – be a, become a story the next day. Well, you can have a conversation with someone without it being confrontational. You, you can disagree without being disagreeable. Right. And I know there's the heat of the moment thing. And, and, and we used to talk to quarterbacks all the time where they'd point, they'd point to the receiver after the play like, hey, you go, don't do that. You don't need to tell the crowd <laughs> that you think the receiver ran the wrong route because the receiver's not pointing back and like, hey, that was a lousy throw. Uh, and, and you don't want that dynamic on the sideline. Everybody should be protecting everybody else. 
and just trying to get to the right point. When you do things like this, it ends up being a disruptive and it ends up taking away yeah. from a really a positive like win. Coaches-wise, when I have to, when Brew has to tell me something, yeah, just, just, yeah, just wow, just, we're like LeBron. Yeah, yeah you screwed up. Or you just go, hey, I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I, didn't I don't know what happened. I mean, quickly, Coach, can can it? I mean, we remember last year AJ Brown in the playoff win, he was pouting because he wasn't getting the ball. Can that eventually wear on teammates? So if I'm Devontae yes. Smith or I'm the running backs, I'm like, dude, we're winning. Like, Devontae, there's been games where he's kind of left out because Goddard and A.J. Are, are clicking, and he's not doing this. I, I've been around receivers that have big personalities, and it didn't matter what the coverage was, they were open. You'd go to the sideline, and then you say, I, I was wide open. You're like, you're double covered. There's no chance you're going to get – I was open. Like it's, that was the answer to everything. I'm open. Just throw it. I'm open. All right, game-changing moment before the half. Vikings driving. Justin Jefferson with the catch here. Reaches out, maybe just loses it, uh, fumbles out of the end zone. Eagles touchback. They end up kicking that long field goal. So basically a 10-point swing here Vikings couldn't recover from. Here's Justin Jefferson after the game. Definitely right there. Um, and I'm putting it a lot on myself. You know, just fumbling in, uh, in the end zone like that. Uh, you know, when we're, we need points and, uh, you know, where we're driving and we having that momentum. Uh, so, I mean, I'm putting a lot of blame on myself. Uh, of course, you know, being the captain of the team, uh, I have to know the situation, uh, take care of the ball. And, uh, you know, I was telling my teammates, you know, that was on me and it won't happen again. Okay, Kirk also had a quote that said it was on him because he threw it, should have thrown it a little farther. Social media hates this rule, Coach Darius Butler. So people hate the touchback rule, huh? And Kyle Van Noy, uh, it's been all people that don't play football because the rule is actually really good. What are your thoughts? So, Coach. Is it a bad rule? Was it just a bad play, unlucky play? Both, what's your take on this? I, I thought the way that he handled it was exactly right. It was on him. Everybody knows what the rule is. Every, it's no surprise. It, it wasn't implemented this season. It's been in, in, in effect for a long time. And if you want to take that chance and reach the ball out at the end zone, knowing what the risks are of, of, of potentially fumbling it out of bounds as opposed to having it on the one-yard line, then that's the chance you take, and it's, it's not worth it. Now, what surprises me is the NFL is so in tune with trying to generate more points. And, and Bill Belichick used to talk about this all the time with the defense. He'd say, look, they didn't pay billions of dollars to watch us play good defense. People want to see other people. They, the fans want to see points. So I'm right. shocked the NFL hasn't changed it for that reason. Hmm. But as a defensive coach, I, I like it. If you're going to take the chance to break the plane and extend out like that, then you also have to own the, the – uh, the, the consequences of doing that if the ball fumble gets fumbled out of bounds. I, I, I'm with the social media guys who hate the rule. But, but first, let me <laughs> you say You just this. want points. You just want <laughs> well, points. I don't, first of all, I don't know that he reached for it. It's hard to tell. Like, the Kinda defender hit it, his yeah. elbow, so he may have just lost it. So, one, I, I wasn't sure. He, it's hard to say what he did. But he did a good job of taking the blame. Yeah. I give him that. But, Coach, I don't – the rule makes no sense to me. I get if you want if you don't want guys just throwing it at the pylon or I get all that, but make it a ten yard penalty. I just think the change of possession, like we're in the red zone, we're marching, and even again, even let's say he wasn't trying to extend and he just fumbles, they should get the ball at the one. But they got to lose possession? Yeah, you're fumbling it. It's not like the in, other team. You're fumbling it into the end zone, and, and that's the risk. They didn't even, it's not like the other team's hopping on the ball. 
Like, you know, I just don't get the rule at But all. if it had been fumbled out outside of the end zone, they would have gotten the ball. And, and this is the one area of the field where, look, ball security is at a premium anyways. But in this situation, the risk is that much higher. And, and you live with it. It's, uh, it's, it's, I, I, it's, I'm with it's you in that. That's the rule. You got to know. You got to play by the rules. Gotta, but come on. that That's a horrible rule. You just want to see 40 rule. to 42 games. Oh, uh, all right. Hot take right <laughs> off do. the bat here for my Super Bowl pick. Oh, yeah. Vikings are pretty good. Just saying. They just keep giving the ball to the other team. Kevin O'Connell kind of agrees with me. Take a listen. You lose the turnover battle four to one with three of them being t- f- uh, fumbles, uh, or all four of them being fumbles. Um, seven to one in turnovers lost in, in two games, and we've lost by a combined nine points to two uh, playoff teams from a year ago. Okay. Uh, most fumbles lost first two games in the last 25 years. Uh, the Rams, there's the Vikings, and the Steelers. Coach, a lot of smart football people have the Vikings going all the way to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know you're not a man of extremes, but is the season over for the Vikings? No, no, and, and Kevin's exactly right. That's that's the biggest problem. That, what, hey, Kevin, that Kevin, both 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 Kevin. Kevin I don't know if the Super Bowl part is right, but last year they they had 23 turnovers. This year they already have seven, so they've got a, as a third of the amount of turnovers in, in two games, which which doesn't happen. And as as bad as that's been, they've been in both of these games. Kirk Cousins has been really impressive with yeah, six touchdowns to, to one pick. I think it's 112 quarterback rating, 700 yards. Now, granted, they're, they're going that, that route of we're not going to run the ball anymore. Yeah. They, they haven't solved the Dalvin Cook problem. But from a, from a passing game standpoint, from being able to be in these games with as lopsided as the turnovers have been, that's, that's encouraging. You're frustrated, but it's encouraging that you're in it. I remember the Lions started one and six last year, and they were in the playoff hunt okay. at the end as well. That Don't. was nice of you, Coach, to make Wilds feel better. Wilds, they're done. No. All right. I, I mean, I don't have them making the playoffs anyway. They never had them making the playoffs. They're not that good. Last year, they won 13 games last year. Yeah. And were outscored by good. three. But they were outscored by three points. Total. Oh, come on. And they, they won, won was it 11 one-score games? Was it 11? Yeah, you get This is called that. coming back to the mean. No. They, both of their losses have been one-score games, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. but they're losing the turnover battle 7-1. So it's just coming back. It's just balancing itself out. Wilds, I still believe. Uh, Can I show you the Kirk Cousins stat if we got it up? Because Kirk Cousins, Cousins is Justin coming. Jefferson. I, I, I mean, I guess they need to just Cousins. run the ball, Coach, because the play of just like, hey, I'm just going to throw it to the best wide receiver in the league and make something happen seems to be working. So just hold on to the gosh darn ball. I'm not out here on national television like a fool because I believed in you. Well, you've guys. also got to replace the 246 carries that Dalvin Cook had. At some point, yeah. someone's got to run the ball a little bit to at least slow down some of the pass rush and, and offset the the you know 90% that, that they're passing at. Running backs matter. Yeah. All right. Can the Jets pull off a miracle in Dallas next on FS1 and the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM? Maybe? Is that your upset alert? No. Jets (laughs) winning? Not at all. That'd be fantastic. Hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. We are bringing you the best college football analysis every week. Any questions? Then send them into the Joel Klatt Show mailbag. Follow the Joel Klatt Show on the Fox Sports app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jets at Cowboys. Sunday afternoon, the line has moved to a whopping nine and a half. 
And we've talked a lot this week about Zach's challenge against the Cowboys defense. But let's flip it. Do we think Dak is going to struggle against the Jets defense, bro? I I think struggle is a a strong word because I I think they're going to win fairly handily. I mean, the Jets could cover, but I don't think it'll really be in doubt. But the Jets have a very good defense. Like, I think the strategy for Dallas, I think how they're going to win is they run the football. Their defense is great. They run the football. And I think Dak throws for maybe 190 to 210 yards. That's all I'm thinking. Uh, One touchdown, one pick. This is what I'm thinking. I mean, and look, the Jets' defense, Dusty, Uh, the graphic. The The Jets' defense is great. And 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 their pass defense in particular, last year they gave up the fewest amount of touchdowns in the league. Passing yards, second fewest amount of yards per game. And the passer rating of the opposing quarterback, second best in the league. So the Jets' defense is going to keep them relatively close. Um and, yeah, I, I just think Dak will be a little better than he was against the Giants. Yes. What, what, the way you outlined the Cowboys winning is right, and that's the, the way that they've won with Dak, especially exactly. early in his career. The problem is Dak's been paid like a top-flight quarterback, and Dak, in his mind, is a, is a top-flight quarterback. Correct. And when you go into a game like that, there's an ego component to this of – let me show everybody what I can do against this really good defense. And that, to me, is where he can get into a lot of trouble. The Jets' defensive line, so they're, they're too deep on the defensive line. They can generate pressure with, with both sets of guys that are in there. And then there's a lot of things that they can do, too, from a coverage standpoint and the guys that they have in coverage that can create problems as well. So if Dak's willing to stay to the script, no. I think he's got to, I think he'll be fine, and it won't be that impressive. And the numbers weren't that impressive against the Giants. Right. I feel like he, he sees his name on the marquee, and the last thing he wants to do is be boring. You know, a supporting actor and, and, and boring. Okay. So you think he's going to go out off the script and struggle? I feel like the biggest mistake he can make is, is playing to his ego and trying to I do th- – and, and that's what happened last season, too, with those picks – He's got to get over that fact and just be about how he, how he has to Week win Week 17 in Washington. Remember last game of the season? Yeah. They're like, are hey, you looking ahead to the playoffs? Like, no, no, we're focused. 128 yards, one TD, one pick. Okay, so he goes in the playoff. Then it's the infamous scoring, one team scoring, one team's boring game. He lights up uh, Tampa Bay, four touchdowns, 305 yards. San Francisco, 206 yards, one touchdown. Week one against the Giants, 54% of his passes completed, 143 yards. Now, you want him to throw for 190 yards and a touchdown, which would be four of the last five games he played in, just being ho-hum, mediocre, America's team, Super Bowl or bust. I'm out here game-managing wins. And Micah Parsons is a star. When I said 190 and you was like, really? I thought you meant that was low. No, I just wanted to air it out. you're, You're going to the Super Bowl like... You know, but that's that's exactly if that's what Dak's thinking, that's where he's going to get no problem. I can't be boring. Can't be I've gotta, boring. I've got to light he it up. He can be bo- win. Winning, that's winning all that is, matters. Winning is, is not boring. You want someone to throw boring. for 140 yards? Put Cooper Rush in. When Cooper Rush was boring. the quarterback last year, people were excited. No. People were, were hyped up about the Cowboys no when Cooper Rush was up. managing the game. Man- okay. Let Tony Pollard shine. Let Tony Pollard shine. I'm Dak Prescott. I want to shine. I'm the quarterback of what used to be America's that, team. That, that's exactly great. what it'll be, and then they'll get that's lit up. That's what's in his ear. That, that's eating him up. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's turn our attention to Zach Wilson. In relief of Aaron Rodgers, he completed 67% of his passes, threw a kind of lucky touchdown, and had an interception. But, hey, 
He's optimistic. Take a listen. <laughs> Do you think Rodgers has made you a better quarterback this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've, I feel like I've been trying to copy, you know, every little thing he's doing from his footwork to, you know, the coaching tips he's given us. You know, he does an, an amazing job, more than we could ask for as quarterbacks. That's really nice. Coach, what's a successful game for Zach Wilson? Well, we were talking before the segment about what his brand is. His brand should be boring. He should, he should embrace <laughs> boring, as boring as you can possibly be. And I think he'd be really good at it. And, and it's great that he has that he has Aaron Rodgers there and that he can learn from him. And, and you wish he had a veteran presence early in his career because I think that would have mm-hmm. helped him. And hopefully he's made progress. But you can't duplicate Aaron Rodgers' genetics. You have what you have. And the best thing that he can do is what he did last year against Buffalo. So sandwiched in between those two New England games, yeah, he, had, he had a really good game against Buffalo in the sense that he completed 70% of his passes. He had 101 quarterback rating. He had one touchdown. Now, that touchdown was a screen pass, but it was a touchdown pass. <laughs> he had no interceptions. It was a very efficient, clean game, which allowed the defense and the running game and everybody else to, to do what they needed to do, and he wasn't the reason that they lost the game. So embrace the boring okay. and be that, – that, that can embrace be his the brand. Boring. I hear you, Coach, and that would be nice. But I, do you think he's a boring guy? I don't, and I don't know him personally, but I don't see boring in him. His mom was out there early okay. in his career talking oh. a lot. He, he, I'm just saying, look, he, he's a handsome kid. Okay. He, was, he had his little personality issues at the press conferences. He's not boring, and the guy he's emulating is not boring. I mean, he's emulating Aaron Rodgers. Yes, all right? not boring. Hopefully on the field, not uh, the, all the stuff off well. the field. You have to do every little thing. But he, I don't think he's boring. I think you're right. That would be great. If that's what he would do, and that'd be a good game. Because I'll tell you this. I, at first I thought, man, eh, just a win, which is unlikely. But nice. even if they win, at, let's say he's atrocious and they win. What the heck? I think the Jets are saying, now that, that might be hard to win with him playing badly, but I think the Jets would be like, okay, we really got something here, right? We've beaten Buffalo and Dallas with no quarterback play. Let's go get somebody now. You know, oh. like we, we could actually go further than we thought. So – I, I think he's got. I think what Coach said is right. Like he's got to have an efficient game. Yep. If no turnovers, or if you have one pick, you you got to counter it with, I'd say two touchdown okay. passes. Here's here's the thing, bro. And he has to run. He has to run <laughs> and run. He has to run. <laughs> has to run. Use throw your mobility. Passes, not Use your mobility to get away from the pass. Escapability. Yes, that's like one thing that. he does. Daniel have Jones is faster, and it didn't work for him though. All right. So here's the thing. If I'm Robert Sala, I go to Zach Wilson and say, Hey, can you? Throw a touchdown and not throw an interception. And Zach Wilson is going to say, yes, I've done that four times in my career. So only four times has he thrown a touchdown and not had an interception. So I you're say, saying okay. there's a chance. <laughs> Can you throw two touchdowns and, th- and throw zero and you- interceptions? And he's, you know what he's going to say? No. Yes, I can. December 22nd, 2020 against Central Florida in the Boca Raton Bowl. <laughs> That's the last that time. Central Florida. That was a great That's game. That's the last time he threw two touchdowns or more than really? one touchdown with no interceptions. So the ceiling is pretty low. I guess we're going to try wow. to get one touchdown. That seems to be his professional ceiling I with no interceptions. I would take two touchdowns in one pick. I would take that. Okay. 
I, I don't know. Just just get out of the way of everybody else and give the team a chance to win. And no don't picks. be the reason they lose the game. No picks. Check don't in on the guy. other New York team. Giants almost five-point favorites in Arizona still licking their wounds after a 40 nothing dismantling. Brutal. It wasn't great. Coach, come on. Give us a take here. <laughs> Do the Giants need a statement win? A statement win. Not like, oh, you know, 20 to 18. They I, just lost 40 nothing. I, I know I'm in Nick's seat, and I know that I'm supposed to maybe present like the Mahomes Mountain, you know, <laughs> present the tears, and pontificate, yep. and make, you know, maybe. Yeah. Banners. You got maybe, banners? I don't have bugle boys or banners, <laughs> but I'm not, I, I, I can't do it. What the Giants need to do is they just need to go down and figure out a way to win. And then the second thing they need to do is. They need to be like clean in every area. It was so bad in so many areas. Yeah. Just be clean. And the third thing is they got to stay healthy. They've got San Francisco on Thursday night. Uh-oh. This goes from this goes from you know Uh-oh. this challenge to the 49ers. So if they get dinged up in this game, it's going to be extremely problematic the following Thursday. I hear you. It's the NFL. A win is a win, right? But I I'm with you. They need a statement win. Yes. To why? Get, here's why. The stench of 40-0 is all over them. It's all over the city, all right? With, with Rodgers getting hurt now, the emphasis is on the Giants. That stench is throughout the city. The only way you get is it that off. Is that what that stench is when it, I walk That's what the you city, smell when you in okay. New York. But that, the only way to get it off is a blowout. You're playing Arizona. Is Arizona even trying to win? Yes, they, they are. They actually look pretty good. They're all Florida over Commanders. my guys. All Sam over your feisty but still, but, commanders. I, I, I was Frisky. stunned by Frisky. that. Frisky. But they, I don't think they're good. I don't know that they're trying to win. Joshua Dobbs, God bless him. But, like, they need coach. And, like you said, they're going to San Francisco on short rest. Oh, they need confidence to build themselves up. Like, Because oh, if they blow out Arizona, people might be like, you know what? 40-0, we know that they're not that bad. Dallas is not that good. It's just the first week of the season. It was just, you know, an off night. If they barely beat Arizona, yeah, it's nice. You got to win. But it's like, but do you know that what's going to be were. really and bad? And San Francisco is going to blow them out if they barely beat Arizona. But it's going to be so bad if they lose to Arizona. Oh, that, it's going to be epically bad if they lose to Arizona and then have to go into San Francisco. <sighs> Coming off the the stench of the forty zero, yeah. So so to me, just get over that that first hump of winning. Otherwise, this this could be problematic and at a different level. I got to blow them out, coach. (laughs) Bruise Ravens versus Bruise uh, Bengals next. I got a lot of teams. The battle for Bruise Heart. We love them all. Part two. Part two. Everyone knows that when you want every score, the best highlights, and the biggest stories from the sports world, you go to foxsports.com. But did you know all of your favorites from Fox Sports can come to you? Announcing your Fox Sports Daily. Fox Sports' all-new, customized daily newsletter delivering the top sports news and videos you care about every day. All you need to do is sign up on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app. And then just follow your favorite teams, athletes, and leagues to get only the news you want. The more favorites you add, the more personalized your Fox Sports Daily will be. So sign up today on foxsports.com or on the Fox Sports app and stay updated on the sports stories that matter to you. Bruce Ravens, I'm not going to judge his twerking. Uh, Bruce Ravens against Bruce Bengals. (laughs) 
Sunday at 1. Both QBs had lackluster opening weekends after signing massive contracts. Here's Burrow and Lamar. Take a listen. Go out and win a game. We've got to go out and get one this week. Like I said, we're focused on, on being 1-0 every week. Uh, so this week, we, we just got to go be, in, go be 1-0 and then take it from there. I love being an underdog. I really don't care to be hyped up or, you know, they uh, people just saying, displaying like we on top of the, the league or anything like that. You know, I'd rather be the underdogs because we always got something to prove and we always got a chip on our shoulder to go out there and win a game. Okay. Here's the week one tale of the tape. Neither very good at all. Um, Lamar, of course, has his new offense. Burrow just has a sore calf, I guess, and he's rusty and it was raining. I don't know. <laughs> So, Brew, who needs a big game more? I'm going to say Lamar. I mean, obviously Burrow had the worst game in week one, but he's got a built-in excuse in that he missed training camp. You know? And, and so last year, if you remember, first game he had four interceptions in that loss. I think it was the Pittsburgh. Had missed training camp. Second week wasn't that great. He didn't throw any picks. Had just one touchdown, less than 200 yards, and they lost. Mm-hmm. And then the third week's when he got rolling again. So he's kind of – if he plays poorly, people will be like, okay, he's still working at Russell. I mean, you don't want 82 yards. But if he doesn't have a great Joe Burrow game, I think people will be okay with it. Lamar – on the other hand, like people are doubting. He wants hate. All he has to do is watch this show because it's full of haters up here and about? me. Me <laughs> and a bunch of haters when it comes to the Ravens. Look, and here's the thing. I'm even going to give you a little – I get why you got a little doubt about Lamar. I like Lamar. It doesn't sound like it up here. He threw for he, 170 he, yards. Well, let me he, – see, he's only thrown for 250 or more yards one time in his last 11 games. Okay, he hasn't thrown for three touchdowns in a game in his last 10 games. These are positives? No, these are are why he needs to have the bigger game. And he hasn't run for 100 yards in his last 10 games. So a lot of people, Wiles, Nick, I think Coach might be there, are doubting whether or not he's still elite. I'm saying he's elite. And I think he needs to have a big game for all you doubters. I, I don't <laughs> you doubt You are him. serious doubters. You just ran through, like, four right. bad stats. I'm saying and you're like, Wilds doesn't believe him. Like, Do you believe in Lamar? I would like to – I'm interested I, 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 in what the new offense is going to look like. That was not a yes. Week one returns aren't great. That was not a yes. I, I believe in Lamar, the offense I'm a little bit worried about. Yeah, I, I don't know why you have to be classified as a doubter or a hater if you're skeptical as to whether or not this new experiment is going to work. And Lamar had a ton of success in a system that was catered to his strengths with an offensive coordinator that was that it couldn't have been a better fit than Greg Roman. And, and, and he had the numbers, and he had the production, and he had the wins to back it up. So now they've removed Greg Roman from the equation. They've decided they're going to go to a pass-first philosophy. They're going to take his greatest asset and the biggest threat to the defense out of the equation, for the most part, right. and try to turn him into much more of a pocket passer. So to be skeptical about whether or not that's going to work, I don't think that's hate. I think that's a realistic approach to this. And when you look at Joe Burrow, he's in the same system, and he does he is coming over or coming off of a soft tissue injury. He didn't have the, the time with, with his group. So you can say that, that that's probably going to get on track. We have no idea whether this experiment, and it, it is an experiment to some degree, is going to work or not in, in Baltimore. And if it doesn't, 
they've got a lot of money invested in this in this that's going to be hard to to turn around. Lamar, what? I believe in you. I believe in him too. If he throws again, if suppose he has the same game he had against the Texans, are you still going to be like, eh? All good. I got him going to the Super Bowl. Yes. That's <laughs> Joe Burrow versus uh, the Ravens in his career. Four and two. Uh, passer rating over 100. Completion percent 68. So I assume Joe Burrow is going to get back on track. If he doesn't coach, are you going to start to worry about Joe Burrow? It's like, nah, Joe, cool. Don't sweat it. No, I, I'm going to wait a few games before I worry about him just based off of his track record of starting slow. So, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm going to definitely – reserve my, my concern for a few games, at least two or three games. Okay. Is Brew wrong about Baker Mayfield? Talk about guys you don't believe in. <laughs> Next. Now we know what a hater looks yeah, exactly. like. <laughs> the personification. Have you heard about Fox Super 6? It's the free new game on the Fox Sports app that is giving away $10,000 in cash prizes every week. All you have to do is answer six fun, quick questions about this week's NFL matchups. The questions range from picking winners of games to predicting four-player performances. It's fun and, again, free to play. Play Fox Super 6. Just download the Fox Sports app and make your picks for a chance to win your share of $10,000 in weekly cash prizes. When your picks win, you win money. Dolphins. Woo-hoo-hoo. Head into Foxborough Sunday night. Dolphins are favored in this one. Interesting upset alert. After Tua threw for 466 yards and three touchdowns and breaking news, Mac Jones also threw for three touchdowns, but no one wants to talk about his three touchdowns. So, Coach, before we get to Hater Broussard, mm-hmm. <laughs> who has the more productive game, Mac or Tua? I, I think Mac is going to surprise some people this week. I think that this offense is looking a lot closer to what we've been used to seeing in New England for a long time. Super Bowl contending. We've been used to seeing Tom Brady, coach. I understand that, but I'm saying philosophically to have the two tight ends inside that can be affected, that can give them quick answers. They drafted DeMario. um, Pop Douglas. Douglas, who is very in line with the slot receivers that they've had forever. The complaint has always been there's no outside presence. Kendrick Bourne had two touchdowns last week. And then you've got the chance against this, against this defense to run the ball very effectively. The right. Chargers ran it 40 times for five, like what I think it was a 5.1-yard average. So if you can get that running game going and then allow Mac Jones to take some of the pressure off the offensive line, which also held up extremely well against the Eagles for being as makeshift as they were and starting two rookies, I, this, was, this was very close for my upset alert. Ooh. In terms of, of New England, I, did, I didn't go with them, <laughs> but I really like New England's chances here. Thank you. I, I, I hear you because I, I do think New England, you know, looked good last oh, week. In a, it's a moral victory. I can give them more. <laughs> in a moral victory. Tell you you hey. think they got to win the Super Bowl. 0-1-1. No, 0-1-1. So, but because of something you said, Coach, like, I think they will be able to run the ball well against Miami. I mean, uh, the Chargers had over 230 yards. Yep. And so, and and I like Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke. I thought Zeke obviously the fumble, but otherwise he looked. Yeah. He was productive. He's I didn't know that he'd be productive. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think they'll have success running it. I think Mac will be okay and play well, but I think Tua can have a better game. And I know Belichick's great with the defense and all that. But speed oh, kills. Speed schmeed. Speed, yeah, okay. That, you can say that till you get out there trying to guard Tyreek. And even if they double him, right, there's talk that they're going to double him this week. 
Well, okay, that just opens things up for Waddle. And Miami's got a good run game, too. So I think Tua, Tua's just prolific when he's healthy. Tua's playing great. Yeah, but and so you I also think have he'll to have be to be standing game. up. You have to be standing up, and New England's been so, able to generate a lot of pass rush. You don't. I think there could be. I think there could be issues holding up against that pass rush. Tyreek Sound, take a listen. You said, "What's my mindset?" Yeah. I'm still gonna dominate that, no matter what, man. You feel me? I mean, I still got a job to do, and that's to run my route. So, you put two guys on me, one guy on me, three guys on me. I'm still gonna, you know, run my route. So maybe, you know, Jalen Waddle will get open. This goes all the way. This includes some Kansas City games, obviously, but against Belichick. First two, 137 yards. Now, you know what? Why don't we guard this guy? And it comes down to 63 <laughs> yards and one touchdown. Coach, just quickly before we move on, do you think Tyreek is going to be able to go crazy in Foxborough? Well, it, it just depends on how much two is willing to throw into double coverage. So if, if two is willing to take a bunch of chances and throw it in between two guys, then, then maybe. And maybe there'll, there'll be a catch-and-run play. But there's not going to be a play, or I can't imagine there's going to be very many opportunities where Tyreek's running free and, and, yeah. and not, not jammed on the line of scrimmage or not having two guys at least accounting for him. And now it depends on how many chances Tua wants to take trying to get him the ball. And remember, again, Waddle's on the other side. I understand. So I, I, they, they could get a big but game we talked Waddle. We talked about receivers getting frustrated, and I'm sure if Tyreek's not getting the ball, there's going to be conversations on the sideline just like we saw – Last night, mental game. Some the of mental us, game. Some of us saw last night. <laughs> Other people were like, I didn't see anything. It's Mac Jones. Uh, Bears head to Tampa Sunday at one on Fox. Last week, Baker got the Viking signs through two touchdowns in the second half. He wins this one. Goes undefeated basically on Oof. the season. <laughs> Brew. Basically. The question that we had here, I thought, was too mean spirited, so I changed it. Will you admit that Baker is cooking? Come on. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That's better. Well, I didn't like that. No, Time but, to admit no. Baker's good. I, uh, but no. Too much. No. Why? Undefeated? He threw for, what did he throw for? 170 yeah, yards? Yeah, in the second That's half. That's cooking? In the it's second half. It's a full game. Well, you sit up here every week and you talk about how week. Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions fair. last year in the first play for half of his playoff game. You don't just say the one half was great. 170's not cooking. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, so I no, I will. They're playing Chicago. Chicago, oh, which gave up 38 points, Coach. No disrespect, but to Jordan Love and the Packers. Jordan Love, 38 points. Jordan Love's great. Great. He's pretty good. <laughs> He's pretty coming. good and great are different. All right. So 38 points. How many games straight has Chicago lost? 11. 11. And you're playing in Tampa? And if he wins or plays well, I'm supposed to say he's cooking? 2-0. I will give him his props. I will say, you know what? Baker's playing well. Are you are you pushing off his stay of execution? You only gave him six games before well, he gets Well, he's had two he pretty easy ones so far. He hasn't okay. even played the second one yet. But, but, right. Well, this, but this is an easy one. Because here's the thing, Coach. If he loses, if he doesn't play well and they lose – Kyle Trash could be in there sooner than we think, sooner than I predicted. Come on. You, you, not, not next game, but I'm just – if he loses to Chicago – He's not – okay, the, the, coach. No chance he'll lose? He's not I, lose. I, I was bummed out that, that Baker or whoever decided to say – tell share about the signals. Yeah. I mean, there's a competitive advantage 
that you've gotten in the game that maybe you're really good at and you could have continued to use, but now everybody who plays you is going to change up the signals dramatically. So now you've taken that competitive advantage and you've totally thrown that away. So that was disappointing. But you've got to give Baker a lot of credit. You're taking over for a legend. And, and you're, you're assuming that, you know, that, that role in the offense. So that's a pretty tough place to, to, to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I really like the way that he's approached things. I like how humble he is comparatively. And you gotta, it wasn't gr- perfect against Minnesota, but it was pretty good. And, and I do agree with you, though, Chris, that I don't know if Chicago's totally figured it out defensively. So you may have to look at this game as, but, you know, I would expect him to play better than he did in the first week, and I'm cheering for Chicago, but it didn't look like they quite had it figured it out defensively. Cooking's too strong. Cook. If he, if he, if he plays one, they win and be like, oh, Baker's looking all right. <laughs> Baker's looking all right. Uh, first, first key undefeated commanders head to Denver. Sean Payton and Russ favored by three and a half. Still looking for their first win. Remember Short of promising the playoff. Hold on, Brew. Brew's getting a call I got it. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. It's Sean Russell Payton. Russell Wilson saying, hey, remember when you said something good? used to believe in me and you no longer do. Is this a must win for Russ and Sean Payton? We, when we did that great segment, Nick's must oh, win yeah, yesterday, that we'll probably never see that again. Was, no, right? We're going to do that next <laughs> Thursday. Really? Yes. It's you great sure? Look at the Nick comments. Nick didn't even like it. Nick, did you it see was the Nick's segment. They were about legs. Really? Okay, anyway, um, I think yesterday I said, no, this was not a must win. But now I, I think about it, get a little more time to marinate on it. Yeah. Wow. They, they got to win. I mean, the, the commanders, I like them better than some people. I, I think they're better than the Giants. But they are, look, a lot of, so you got to beat somebody in this league, coach. If you can't beat the commanders, who you going to beat? And so I, I just think for Sean Payton's start, for Russell Wilson's start, like people are a little – they expected more last week. Yep. All right, so now the momentum's really going downhill if they lose this game. So, yeah, I think they, they need to win this. Well, we also need to put it in perspective of last year. So the coaching staff has been criticized. The coaching staff that was there last year was criticized pretty harshly about the performance that they had. But what happened last year? They, they open up and they lose to Seattle, and then they win their next two games. Okay, so they go out and they beat the Texans – who they beat next? They beat the San Francisco 49ers. So is it a must win? It's, it's a must win if, if you want to do the comparative game, which, which seems <laughs> yep. to be very popular. So in, with that situation, they came out and won back-to-back games, including against the 49ers. So you would think that, that if, you were, if you wanted to, to measure it that way, you better go win this one and you better go win the, the game the next week point. against Miami. Coach, you know how nobody was expecting the onside kick? You Nobody will. will expect it two weeks in a row. No, <laughs> again. no one's going to think like about it. it. I like it. It's like the punt when you're backed up. Yeah. The punt fake. That's when you have to do those Everybody's things. Coming up next, Aaron Rodgers might be back this year and upset alert. What a segment at 4 o'clock. Wow. Next on First Things First. Heights. She's dancing in the studio. MLB playoffs are near, and you know what that means, Alex? Yep. Flippin' Bats will be staying up late and having all the fun. From breaking down the most important stories and games, nobody's done what he's doing. Nobody. Not even Babe Ruth. To interviewing baseball's biggest stars. I felt like I was pitching more stress. I was trying to be so perfect. No one covers America's pastime like us. So as we sprint towards this year's World Series on Fox, please make sure to listen, 
follow and subscribe to Flippin' Bats with Ben Verlander and me, Alex Curry. Baseball is fun, and so are we. We're going to have fun, dang it. We'll talk to you soon. Rogers joined the Pat McAfee Show. His first public comments outside of Instagram since his injury, and here's what he said. Odds are stacked against me based on age, but stack all the odds against me and see what happens. I have a rehab plan that's going to shock some people. As Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Okay. Brew? So he's saying that he could possibly come back this year. What's your reaction to this idea? I mean, I have no doubt that he probably does have some unorthodox rehab plan. You know, and I'm not even trying to be funny, but he's unorthodox when it comes to the things he does off the field. So he probably does have something that in his mind is going to work. That's unconventional. Um, but I, I, I just think this is blowing smoke. Like, I, I'd be shocked. Cam Akers came back in five months. Mm-hmm. 28 days is, is the word we've gotten. Um, maybe, look, it's probably good, Coach, to throw this out there to your teammates because they, you know, look, if we can get in the playoff hunt, or get in the playoffs, and then maybe Aaron comes back. Maybe we can do something. Yeah. Although that would be odd because then Zach yeah. would have played fairly well, at least, to get you in the playoffs. I just don't I, – I'd be shocked if he – I'm not even really considering that he'll be back this year. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, anything is possible, but it's not probable. And just because your rehab plan is unorthodox or nobody's seen it – it doesn't mean that it's going to work. Right. There's a lot of time, energy, effort that goes into to, to figuring out the best process for rehabbing your players. And, and it's, across, it's not the NFL. It's every major sport. It's, it's every sports science doctor and, and, and go on and on. So I don't know if he's uncovered some, some magical formula that's going to bring him back quicker. But you're also fighting against your age. When, when you reach a certain age, you know, it just gets harder to come back from it. And the point you make, too, is, is a really valid one. If, if Zach has him in a position to, to be in the playoffs, are they now going to bring a unproven as a Jet Aaron Rodgers back who lasted, what was it, five or seven plays to then go and, and play in the playoffs when he hadn't played, not, not only coming off an injury, but he hadn't played all, all year as well? It just seems it seems so hard to believe on so many levels that, that he'll be back. Right. J.K. Year. Dobbins also tore his Achilles week one. He was ruled out for the year. A lot of times I think we t- think about Durant, who tore his Achilles in the finals, missed that full year, right. finals to finals, and then came back in Brooklyn to the beginning of the season. So that was a year Almost plus. A year right. But I want to be optimistic. It would be awesome if he came back. So if he, let's just be playing – the world of optimism here. Aaron Rodgers says he starts showing up, and all of a sudden at, at the four-month mark, you can be jumping, jogging, according to the athletic, uh, doing work, ramped-up workouts, throwing the ball. Suppose okay. he's, like, at the facility. And, like, wow, Rodgers moving around better than expected, whatever he was up to. Would you consider putting him in if the Jets are winning games? I mean, obviously you got to see what the doctors say. If, 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 like, my first thing is for his health at his age. And if I'm the Jets, I'm thinking, like, it looks like they want him back next year. So I'm thinking, 
Are we better off just waiting for him for right, next year? Let me put the school I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you this way. Go. Because whatever he wants, he might get, right? Yes. With yeah, the they're not going to overrule Right, he'll if do what he wants. he's ready to play and he wants to play, they'll probably throw him in. But, him but in. my thing is, if Zach's playing well or okay and they get to the playoffs, if you're the Jets, you're thinking, man, next year with Aaron Rodgers healthy, we can really maybe win the Super Bowl. So I, I, I might, I would probably lean toward keeping him out. You know what's fu- funny? Uh, in Seth Wickersham's book, after, I mean, you, you, I'm telling you something you know, so this is kind of, I just realized that. Sure. Sorry. Well, here's, here's something that you lived through that I read. Okay. I didn't, <laughs> let me tell you something. In any event, I didn't realize that, like, after Tom Brady was cooking on the run to the Super Bowl, when Drew got in yeah. there, Drew wanted to play more. And, like, I, didn't, I assumed it was like, no, man, this guy's been winning all the games. Could you see a scenario where Rodgers like, hey, I know the other guy's been doing all the work, and he seems like he got us to a really positive spot, but I want my old job back. Look, if, if Zach Wilson plays like Tom Brady played and they win a bunch of games, then I would imagine you'd, you'd roll with Zach Wilson. But if you had an opportunity to bring Aaron Rodgers back for the playoffs and your alternative was Zach and, and he was playing well enough to allow the rest of the team to, to win and be effective, you would still say, okay, this Aaron Rodgers gives us the best chance to go to the Super Bowl, to win the Super Bowl, and he would bring him back. It's just so hard to think he's going to be in any position right. to play at a high level so quickly when so many other people who have gone through this haven't been able to. And, and look, I, I hope he has found some magical you know, formula or mm-hmm. process to, to come back quicker. Look, since we're dancing in the world of make-believe, we let, let's say Zach's playing really good, really good, right? And they're going to make the playoffs. Then, it, like, if he – because Brady, they were winning. His numbers weren't phenomenal, but they're winning, right? Yeah. yeah. If Zach's right. playing really well, could you – and Rodgers wants to come back. I, I would ride with Zach. If Aaron Rodgers is like, I'm ready I to mean, go. again, this is really fictional. Wow, we but, are in the land. <laughs> I know. But that's part of the hold on. He's talking about coming back and he's whatever little rehab thing he's got. Uh, that would be such a high-class problem for the Jets. That would be you such a it, fantastic right. problem. Not only short-term, but organizationally, if your yeah. quarterback who you drafted and was hoping was the future has suddenly now proven that he could be, and, they, and you have Aaron Rodgers, it's a great situation. Okay, I just got word from Hubs. It's time for the hottest segment in all sports television. Ooh. It's time for it's time for upset. All right, all right. Friendly reminder of how upset alert works. I pretend to be a groundhog who lives in Pennsylvania, and we pick upsets. We're going to start with Chris Broussard. Right. Do I try to make the bud list about me? Sometimes, yes. <laughs> It's Coach yes, first. I was just do. informed. I'm sorry. I'm so worried about you. Coach is also stealing my spotlight. Go ahead, Coach. And I, I take this segment to heart, and it's an upset alert, so the it should be a significant margin of... of well, uh, it should be a oh, significant really? margin of... Not the rules. You know, the, okay. <laughs> so I'm taking a team that's a eight-and-a-half-point dog. I'm taking a team that hasn't won in their location since 2002. Wow. I'm taking Bruce Guy to beat the Bills. I'm taking the Raiders over the Bills. Woo! An upset alert. In Wee! Buffalo. It's a great upset alert. And I, Props, I, coach. I, it's, I, Josh Jacobs is going to get back on track. The Bills really struggled last week. 
against the Jets in their running game, and, and it's not like the Raiders it lit it up running the ball, but I think Josh Jacobs is going to get back on track. I think Devontae Adams is going to have a really big day. And I don't know if we have the graphic, but that, that we sometimes <laughs> pull up about Jimmy. <laughs> wow, Dusty. 70% Love of it. his career starts, he wins. And so that's what how the upset of work or alert, I think, works is you have a significant deficit yeah. when you choose this. Well, not I necessarily, think. but that's solid. That Coach, that was impressive. Now, quickly, though, on what you said, if they do win, what, what's going to happen in Buffalo? Oh, my gosh. The sky will be falling. They might take that banner down in the <laughs> They might take that facility. down. Yes, I think that would be a good All right, Brew, you're right. up. That was fantastic. Great way to start. Again, it doesn't was have to be eight and a half yeah, points. Yeah, because I'm not, I'm not at start. eight and a half. I don't even think I'm halfway there. Um, but, as you said, battle for my heart. This is the second week I'm doing the yeah. battle for my heart. The Ravens, who I've picked to win the Super Bowl, or yes. no, get to the Super Bowl, yes. not win it. Over the Bengals. Oh, what's the line on that? What's the line? Three and a half? Three and a half. That's fast. Decent. We got three, three right there. The line's moving once they it's heard moving. your upset alert. Yep. It's moving, yeah. Um, okay. But anyway, <laughs> they uh, Baltimore has the Bengals. It's weird, you know. The, the Browns kind of have the Bengals number. Baltimore kind of has Bengals numbers. I know they're four and two with Burrow. Mm-hmm. But that includes last year's playoff game, which was a close game with Lamar out. Tyler Huntley quarterbacking, and they almost beat the Bengals in the playoffs. Okay. And then they did beat them in the regular season with Lamar, the, the Ravens. And then when Lamar was out, the Bengals beat them again. So Lamar is 6-1, and one, Coach, against the Bengals. 6-1. and one. All right, so I got Lamar. And the Ravens pulling the upset. That's all. Bro, I, I've and you checked, look at the bottom I've line. See that? This, I've checked through what this, bro. It's the first things first official bylaws. Yeah. Three and a half points does make an upset alert. Yes. Anything below that is ridiculous. It, it just <laughs> It's, it's just, I gotta check it's right here. Anything below three and a half points <laughs> cannot be included on the segment. Okay. <laughs> check the, uh, the header there. Oh. That, that is for human beings only. Oh, okay. When the Puxatani Bill <laughs> of Football is picking, any upset is on the board. And while I would like to have a huge spread and try to drive ratings, I am cursed with just being accurate. I have to you just tell you last week. what I see. It was an alert. Again, guys, it's called upset it was alert. alert. It was a good alert. It's not, necessary. It's not called upset almost. guaranteed win. Tepid so granted, alert. it's a one and a half point underdog. Oh, but the Packers and Jordan right Love over in the, the Frisky Falcons, who, by the way, are undefeated. Here's the thing about week one. If you play bad, everybody's like, well, Lamar is still good. Joe Burrow is still good. Patrick Mahomes is still good. But if you play great, no one's really willing to be like, wow, you played great. Mac Jones played great. Everyone's like, eh, I don't know. Jordan Love played excellently. Can we see Jordan Love's numbers, even though you don't believe in Jordan Love? I sure do. Zach Wilson spent 20 minutes with Aaron Rodgers. He's like, I'm the new Aaron Rodgers. I'm trying to copy him. <laughs> Jordan Love's like, yeah, dude, get with me. I've been doing this for three years. He had the best touchdown interception ratio, the best passer rating, best yards per pass. Here's the other thing. I don't believe in what the Falcons are doing. They had a funny little play here. Desmond Ritter threw up a ball. He decided to catch it. You think like, okay, sure, put that in weird and wonderful. What's it doing in upset alert? Well, here's why. When you look at the – or Arthur Smith was asked about this. Like, hey, you know that uh, – uh, uh, Desmond Ritter had more catches than Drake London. He's like, well, Drake London doesn't care. All we care about is being 1-0. and 0. 
I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I think guys who catch the ball want to catch the ball. And so far, the Falcons are not targeting Kyle Pitts for the second year in a row, even though I heard in the draft he was the best tight end of all time. And Drake London had zero catches. So do I think they're going to have similar output? No. I think they're going to try to force the ball to them. And I think Matt LaFleur knows that. I think there's going to be a pick six that was targeted to either Drake London or Kyle Pitts. Oh. And that's why the Falcons, even though it's only a one-and-a-half-point spread, I'm sorry. Outright win for the Packers. That's the word from Puxatani Phil. Don't do it with the bylaws. Why do we have this? Why do, we don't need this. We don't, this is, Guess what? It doesn't mean anything. Off. I cannot read. Coming up next, <laughs> Coach Prime, Sunglass Gate. Oh, my goodness this gracious, really Colorado State. Maybe even more interesting. <laughs> hey, college football fans. This is RJ Young, host of Fox Sports' number one college football show. The biggest names, the biggest games. The theme is we do it big on this here thing. Please subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Coach Prime, number 18, Colorado Buffaloes. 23 and a half point favorites when they host Colorado State Rams. Rams coach Shane Norvell decided to tear a page from Dylan Brooks' playbook. Not the best idea. (laughs) Here's the Rams coach and Dion's response. I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught. Dalen Mesbrown made it what? It was just going to be a good game. Dalen Mesbrown and made it personal. It was going to be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but Dalen Mesbrown and made it personal. Okay, so here's more video. So Dion obviously has his sunglasses, and he's like, good news, everybody. We got a whole shipment in, so now <laughs> everyone gets sunglasses. Oh, man. Um, coach, we'll start with you. Will the Rams regret giving Dion and the Colorado Buffaloes more bulletin board material? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the idea of standing up for your team, and I like the idea of trying to position your team in a place where they're not intimidated by whoever they're playing. So if that was the angle that Jay was taking, okay, I get that part, but you don't have to make it personal and you don't have to take a shot at the other head coach in order to do that. You could you could do that in a much different way. And Dion is so good at, at taking whatever slight there is, perceived slight there is, whatever, whatever you're giving him and then turning it into a theme for the week. And as a head coach, you're always trying to find that theme for the week and he does such a great job with it. And now you're not only you're not only playing into it, you're loading it up and, and, and making it that much more intense than than him having to go find something on his own. Yeah, and Michael Irvin, who obviously is close with Dion, said on Undisputed today that Dion mentioned like, and now he's bringing my mom into it, you know, because he said his mom taught oh, him. Yeah. The implication being yeah. Dion wasn't taught right by his mom. Yeah, I mean, look, and, and I think you brought up an interesting point that I hadn't thought about, that, that Jay Norvell is kind of like wants to boost his guy's confidence, right, and make him think, look, don't be intimidated by the guys. That's interesting because I, I thought his best option was to take, like, play, lay low, don't say anything about college, maybe praise them, hey, they're playing great, blah, blah, blah. But then in the locker room, you're telling your guys, look, 
We got a chance to make history. Nobody's paying attention to us anymore. We had the better team in the state last year. We got a chance to really, you want some attention? You want people to respect you as football players? Let's go out there and beat these. Like, I think, because it could have been a trap game. I know Dion yeah. said, you know, I don't believe in trap games. But they got Oregon coming up. They got USC coming up. And whether, even if Dion is not allowing himself to look past Colorado State, Maybe his players, these are young kids. They're 18 to 21-year-olds. Maybe they would have looked past Colorado State and start thinking about Oregon and start, you know, believing the hype. But now you just got you, you got them paying full attention now to Colorado State. So, yeah, it's, it backfired. I think he's exactly right. He made it personal. There's yeah. just no reason to do that. Here's the other weird thing. It's not even good trash talk. Like, Dion has been doing this. We went back and pulled the draft uh, interview that he did with Andrea Kramer. <laughs> this, is from, this is from 1989, bro. <laughs> Dion has been wearing sunglasses in interviews. That's true. For 35 years. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, this guy wearing sunglasses. Man, I've been doing it for a whole and hats. It's been 35 years. It's, what, it's the look. He's on the what cover of Sports Illustrated. Same thing. So it's not even good trash talk. It's, it's like, man, I've been doing it for longer than my players have been alive. That's um, very true. So I think Colorado State is in a really bad spot because there's the teams ahead of of Dion playing. I think Ole Miss plays Georgia Tech. There's some tough games. That if you just get a win, they'll probably stay. If Colorado has any chance of moving up, let's say let's say it goes chalk from ahead of him. He's going to have to put a real right. show on 40 to nothing, 40 to 10. Now it's like, you know what, guys? 35 to nothing isn't enough. We want more. We want to really run up the score. I think it could get really ugly. Just for the sake of argument, Coach, because I've yet to find anyone to think that this is a good idea for Colorado State. Is there any chance Colorado State this works or or it kind of backfires trying to run up the score? I don't know. I'm grasping at straws to try to see, to give a de public defense to Jay Norvell's trash talk. Yeah, look, I think it was the right idea. I think it was the right idea in the sense of trying to, to take the intimidation component out of it. And I think it was very poorly executed by attacking the, the head coach and then talking about the way he rates. Like, it, it doesn't need Not to be good. about that. So you want to take, you want, you don't want your guys intimidated, but you don't need to poke the buffalo like he poked the buffalo. Well, and what's interesting, and, and I think Jay, it's hard to believe in this day and age, but they are Colorado State, so maybe he didn't know how big it would become because he said, I don't care if this gets to Boulder. Boulder? This is in <laughs> Berlin. This is in the Bahamas. This is worldwide. Like, everybody's talking about this now. Like, he's like, I don't care if they hear it down the street, you know. Yeah. No, it's I don't all care over if it gets world, on the Jay. internet. Right. Yeah. Right. That's going to be right. Someone okay. blogs about it. Coach, give me a final score. I know you haven't scouted Colorado State. I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, 42 to 10. Oof. Bro? I, well, I said 44-17 yesterday. 44-17. I, I think I'm going up. I think I'm going 52 to 10. Okay, 52 to 10. 52 to 10. Was, I'll go 45. Really, he had to think through that other score. I was going to say 7. He had him kicking Coming the field goal late. He just wasn't sure. Monday morning headlines, Brewers' favorite segment. Next, first things first. I got a good one, too. Uh, you always do. They're always 10 out of really? 10. Really? Yeah. The World Surf League's Rip Curl Finals are here. 
the top surfers from around the world will compete for the chance to be crowned a champion. Download the free Caffeine TV app and follow World Surf League for all the action. The Rip Curl Finals will have daily content from September 8th through September 16th. It's Friday at 427, which means it's time to reluctantly lift the ban on puns and entice <laughs> Brew to return to his halcyon days of spilling ink for the gray lady. Yes. It's time for the future's favorite newspaper, Future Things First. Coach, remember, puns are in play for those three minutes only. Take it away. Okay, so my headline for Monday is going to be Raiders. Not joshing around. Oh! Jacob's rolls. Allen struggles in stunning upset. Nice. I think that's going to happen. Coach. If that was to happen, Coach, besides, I know we were, like, joking around that the, the Bills would take down their Super Bowl banner. Is Would there be, I don't know, what would, what do you think would happen if you were a coach on the Bills and you had the Super Bowl aspiration and all of a sudden you started the season 0-2? Knowing, as Josh pointed out, two great teams you'd be losing. the last team, 0-2 team to make the playoffs in the last four years were the Bengals. Yeah, you just he just got a point to the last few teams that have made it after going 0-2. There's not much else you can do. The last thing you want to do is go in with any kind of defeatist attitude. And and with the Raiders, you can say that they're a, a poor team, but they do have Jimmy Garoppolo. He's won 70% of all graphic. of his starts. I don't know I if you've seen the graphic. Coach. I've seen that but graphic. They had, but that's, that's happened. Okay, I before we get to another, I'm just another opening act as alongside coach before we get to the superstar that you came <laughs> to see. My headline is, dun, 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 Max back, another two or more. I'm kind of hedging my bet. Touchdown performance. I can't promise three. And and two, who's making these pictures? Max back. Why is he happy there? Well, he's back. Back. He's he's happy. The back. He's not happy. <laughs> he's, he's getting sacked. No, that's Looks like he's in pain. not have the Eagles fans in charge of graphics anymore. <laughs> Expecting big game for Mac Jones. But Justin Herbert did well. So could Mac Jones. He'll have five touchdowns with Titan return on Monday. And now. It's time for the showstopper. Uh, well, well quickly, we've got a tweet. Nick is Nick is watching. Oh. He couldn't be here, but he's watching out in California. Oh, give me a break. Uh, I'm gone for one day, and Kevin Wiles besmirches a once-proud <laughs> segment upset alert by picking a one-point underdog <laughs> as his upset of the week. I think Coach may have alerted him. Chris Broussard, <laughs> if he can't get this one right, okay. your face officially goes on the promo. Enough is it's enough. It's a groundhog. I'm with it. Nick, you're right. Who's that? That's pretty this is. Look at that. That's Who's that? Nice. Rookie shines in pushing Bengals to 0-2. I mean, I used to do this for a living. Nice. That's pretty good. That's right. Who's that? That's pretty good. Perfect. New York Times, baby. We'll be back Monday at 3. The Buglers will be here. Speak is up next.